Toe for You with Colin Cullis is proudly sponsored by Revix, the smartest way to invest in cryptocurrencies. Complex ideas are by their nature difficult to explain and require plenty of time to understand. Sometimes, someone who does understand says something that makes it so much easier. But while they can offer great insights, just because a quote sounds good does not make it true. So in this episode, I will share some quotes about investing. I will then hand over to Sean Saunders, the founder and CEO of Revix, for his take on whether it is one that will help you pick the investment type that may work best for you or one that just sounds smart. The first one is from Daniel Kahneman, an economist and psychologist. He looks at how we use emotions in making financial decisions and what economic impact it could be. He's best known for his research in the book Thinking Fast and Slow and his latest called Noise. The idea that the future is unpredictable is undermined every day by the ease with which the past is explained. This idea is further explored by Greg Treverton, who, while with the U.S. intelligence agencies, noted that in the past there was a lack of information. Solving problems was like solving a puzzle. You needed to find the missing piece. Now, he says, though, there is no shortage of information. Problems are no longer puzzles but mysteries, in that you need to decide which pieces of information to use to make the decision. In time, we will not only be able to tell that it was a good decision, or if it was a good decision, we could see which pieces of information would have correctly predicted the outcome. Sean, do you find people approach investing like it's a puzzle, with most looking for a hot tip, or like a mystery and pore over all the available information to help make the best decision. We've in fact got a voice note that suggests someone is trying to solve a puzzle. So obviously the crypto space is very unpredictable and a lot of it is uncharted territory. I'd like to know what does Rivix offer and is it easily accessible to a newbie like myself? Thanks so much. Sure. So people do approach investing like approaching a puzzle where they look for this one little piece of thrilling information. And when they find that, they stick to that. And I think if you look at crypto in particular, more probably more than a stock market, probably more than the bond market, property market, there's just too many unknown factors at play. You can't just look at the momentum recently or just some big Chinese announcement or US announcement. You really do have to try to take a broader look at the entire space. And it's very hard to do that. It's actually impossible to do that. The pros get it wrong as much as the retail investors, the everyday people get it wrong. And that's the thing about the crypto space is that unpredictability where you actually can't forecast the future that makes the space so much more difficult. So, I mean, if you're talking about any quotes and how they would predict or how some investor would predict the future in the crypto space, it's even more difficult than anywhere else. Yeah, you can certainly do it when you've, uh, after the event has happened, you'll find out why it happened, Yeah, but certainly not beforehand. So then looking at those options from the voice note, what, what sort of things that relate to the unpredictability about this does Revix offer that would say, well, choose this one or that one? Well, what we're trying to say is really you shouldn't try to predict the next one in the crypto space. Rather go and own a diversified basket of the top cryptocurrencies. So it's the same approach that you'll have most investors take in the stock market. So go buy a diversified basket, a JSE Top 40, an S&P 500, and that gives you broad exposure to the entire sector or asset class. And that's what we've done with crypto. So we've got a top 10 bundle, which provides equally weighted exposure to the top 10 cryptocurrencies. And the word equally weighted there is quite important because if you own a market-weighted bundle, meaning each cryptocurrency within that top 10 bundle has a proportionate value equivalent to its total value in the 
the market. So Bitcoin would be the biggest, Ethereum would be the second biggest. You'd pretty much have about 75% of your entire top 10 portfolio sitting in Bitcoin and Ethereum. So why would you buy this bundle? Rather just go buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. The fact that they're equally weighted means that you have 10% in Bitcoin, 10% in Ethereum, 10% in all the other eight cryptocurrencies within the top 10. And that's really valuable, right? Because that's diversification. That's really saying we can't predict which cryptocurrencies will be the next success stories. And that's why we offer the, the top 10 bundle at Revix. Peter Lynch is an investor and a former fund manager. And he said far more money has been lost by investors preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has been lost in corrections themselves. He might not have done the actual calculation, but he's talking about how some try time the markets. It looks to be a bad idea, but over time, some options do perform better, which for you are looking to be the winners. So there are winners at the end of the day. If you're looking at the largest cryptocurrencies in existence right now, the largest cryptocurrencies have got more money from the market. More people have invested in these. They've assigned value to them. And that's really how you would determine the long-term winners. So if you're looking at the traditional investing world and you look at some very well-known stocks, the likes of Apple, Amazon, Nike, Adidas, these companies are very well-known and they've had a lot of value created for shareholders over time. And if you look at the crypto space right now, the market sees Bitcoin as being the most valuable. Ethereum being the next most valuable. Uh, currently, you're looking at Cardano playing for that number third spot. Uh, XRP is up there as well. And it's sort of that, which is over the long term, you just don't know which cryptocurrencies are really going to be the next big success stories. And over the next 12 months, you could have Cardano, like this last 12 months, that was a star performer. It performed, you know, it got over 1,200% return, which is absolutely remarkable. Is that likely to continue for the next 12 months? I don't know. And I think that's the true wisdom here is that no one really knows which cryptocurrency is going to be the big success story over the next short while. And in future episodes, we'll actually look a little more into those coins and what makes them different, how they operate, etc. Warren Buffett said this during an annual investor meeting some years ago. Diversification is protection against ignorance. But if you don't feel ignorant, the need for it goes down drastically. Many retail investors are ignorant. So what would you say about how much to diversify? I don't think there's really too much diversification that one can have. At the end of the day, diversification is the ability to invest in different things that have different return drivers. So if you think about, let's say, stocks, they're driven by economic growth, how much money consumers are able to spend. Cryptocurrencies are driven by something completely different. They're driven by the adoption rate of younger millennial investors. They're driven by regulatory advances and a whole host of other factors. So what you're actually looking for is a set of investments that have these different drivers and that come from different locations and ultimately you can't really have too much diversification. I think the main problem that some investors land up getting with diversification is they land up thinking that they're diversified but they're not actually diversified. So if you just go and buy stocks and you go buy a whole variety of different stocks, you're not really diversified. When the market sells off, the market sells off. You should have some property, you should maybe have some commodities, some cryptocurrency and that's what we believe is a diversified portfolio over the long term. Okay, so let's have a look at this one then from billionaire investor Seth Klarman. If you think the stock market as a cauldron of minestrone soup that occasionally somebody sticks a ladle in to stir up, it takes a while before all the vegetables float back to level that they were before. He's talking about investing amid market volatility and those veg are asset prices. Some go up and some go down before returning to the correct level. He suggests volatility might give you a chance to get more value if the current price was moved lower than the intrinsic value and you have the means to invest. What is your take on using volatility as an opportunity for returns? I assume that would depend on whether there is active management or if the investment or investors are buying into a product that looks for value and then relies on time to deliver the return. So 
the difficult thing is when you're looking at volatility is that when the prices go down, it doesn't matter if that's your favorite stock, your favorite cryptocurrency, your favorite property, all of a sudden you start getting that feeling of, ooh, maybe I shouldn't be investing here. And it's exactly that which sometimes, and not always, but sometimes you need to counter. You need to be able to say, listen, this is my emotion speaking and not the logical side of my brain. And that's the big opportunity because if you can still have a very good investment opportunity and it's declined in value through volatility, then that's the entry opportunity that you've been waiting for. If a stock declines for a very good reason or if a cryptocurrency declines for a very good reason, that's obviously now you know not, not necessarily a good time to buy into that cryptocurrency or that stock. This one I found from the f- former Swedish pirate party leader, an outspoken and quite controversial man. But he said, Bitcoin will do to banks what email did to the postal industry. There's no question digital currencies will impact banking and payment options like Visa and MasterCard uh, will, will get disrupted to some degree, as well as you know, cryptocurrencies are basically a store of value. Uh, if the banks are typically valued by their share prices, what do you think cryptos will do to owning shares? Shares are going to be tokenized. I mean, right now, a share, when you purchase a stock of any company, that sits with a central registry. It sits with a JSE or it sits with some other registry around the world. In the future, there's no reason why we need to have a central registry, right? This can exist on a blockchain. This doesn't necessarily need to be public knowledge, but it certainly doesn't need to be sitting with some central institution. So I think the big opportunity when you start looking at how crypto becomes something that's more mainstream is actually when you're looking at, let's say, stocks as an example. The legal ownership of a stock could potentially be held in a token and that token could be traded peer-to-peer, you know, essentially without any intermediary or counterparty whatsoever. And that's quite amazing and that's quite powerful. So I think when you're looking over the long term, you know, Bitcoin is just the start of a much bigger thing here. And you are going to see disintermediation happen at a mass scale. What does that mean? That you're not going to have these big financial institutions sitting between you and your money. You will be dealing with your money and your money will be working directly with some counterparty that you want to be working with. For some, that's going to sound really scary. And for possibly many, it'll just sound, I don't understand. Thankfully, that is something we'll be addressing in a future episode where we look at, again, the differences between the various cryptocurrencies and specifically the smart contracts and the tokenization that allows for those sorts of things. So the takeouts look to be that trying to time the market if you're looking for value and planning on long-term investing is not worth it. That volatility need not be a bad thing if you're able to find the assets with value at a good price. And diversifying into these new classes if you're not looking to spend lots of time researching investments is a practical option to cover your bases. Please do start small and don't risk anything you aren't prepared to lose. This series is presented by Revix founder and CEO Sean Sanders and hosted by me, Colin Cullis. It is produced by Nicola Bruins and published by Prime Media Broadcasting for Revix. You can add to the questions we answer via the Revix website at revix.com and you can open an account and try the platform for yourself. Just visit revix.com. In future episodes, we will look at those individuals who move the entire market. And if you're ready, look out for the episode on cryptos and how they may create a financial system. Don't be left behind. To start investing in crypto, just go to Revix.com and sign up for free today.